1: By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of an LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity, serving up a powerful yet gentle clean in just 29 minutes. Making this the sound of savings on the best appliance brands. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Get up to 25% off the LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity and reduced wash time. Pricing valid January 5th through January 25th, 2023. Gas Director, U.S. only. See store online for details.
2: Hey, this is John Hammond and you're listening to
1: Pantheon Podcast.
2: History in five songs. With host Martin Popov. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock
0: out with Martin. Welcome back once again to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are part of the vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. This is going to be a fun episode, um, because I really, uh, liked seeing all the debate that happened with our last episode, which was episode 104. What did I call it? Heavy metal shuffle. This is episode 105, 105. We're calling this halftime shuffle. Um, I specifically, when I put together that episode, uh, kept it a secret and kept it aside, everything that I thought, uh, could fit into the debate about the halftime shuffle. And I want to talk about that here because, um, this was all really kind of interesting seeing that there's such a gray area and a gradation um and a grayscale of uh of the idea of uh of what a shuffle is. Uh you can have you can have different instruments uh doing the uh you know doing the heavy load of the shuffling. You could have one or two instruments doing it, but everybody else not. Um the drums are participating, the drums are not, and you can still get a, a shuffle feel and like I say it's a grayscale how much of a shuffle feel you get. Um, but, uh, but that's even more kind of fascinating when it gets into this halftime shuffle thing. So you're going you're gonna to hear a real debate here when we get to the Honorable Mentions about what qualifies as a halftime shuffle and what's kind of on the edge sort of thing. So we're going to have examples of that. And I'm going to tell you what it is in a minute. Um, but first of all, I wanted to go through uh, some comments uh, from some listeners who commented on the last episode about shuffle. Um, so here we go. Let's see. Uh, Mick Phelan writes... Um, hi, another inspired episode. Where else are we we getting such cool information and info in 30 minutes in the podcasting world? Nowhere! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Brilliant. I agree so much. It's too boogie woogie, as you would say. The way you say boogie is charming and funny, uh, as, uh, by the way, as a teenage drummer in bands, Uh, the shuffle used to annoy me, but sometimes it's necessary. Roadhouse Blues and Tie Your Mother Down need the shuffle for that flow. It isn't musical laziness. Surely, though, Brian Downey is is the king of the shuffle. More often than not, he's utilizing the shuffle in some way. Great point, Mick. Um, we could have done probably a whole episode on Thin Lizzy with these shuffles, and I, I could have included them as an example. Um, but yeah I like what you're saying here uh but I but I kind of disagree I do find both of those songs kind of lazy I'm not like I say the whole episode was how I'm not really that on board with the shovel you mentioned bands resurrecting sabbath coc's blind really did that what a change of style carried on with all their albums after basic sabbath and lizzie worship the same can be said for down nola is as good as any pantera album if you look at this easy top documentary i believe beard is playing a texas shuffle on tush it blew my mind as i noticed the usual hi-hat work taking place on the snare with a hi-hat being used for half times talking half-time grunge era drumming struck me at the time Less fizziness on the hi-hat. Listen to Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's barely mentioned as a drumming masterpiece. Note all the work is bass drum. Listen to the song Totally Unique. An episode could be game-changed. Okay, then he goes on to, uh, you know, an episode suggestion. Um, Here's something I found kind of interesting in preparing for uh, going on Pete's show tomorrow about first and last albums. The very last song that Motorhead ever did uh, was a shuffle, uh, When the Sky Comes Looking for You. Check it out on Bad Magic. Uh, Steve Bello writes, definitely a cool episode. I always disliked shuffle beats. Some were cool, like you mentioned, with Cathedral. But overall, I think about these open jam nights at bars where guys do the shuffle in A bullshit all night. A couple of my examples, Rainbow Long Live Rock and Roll, Steve Vai the Animal, Iron Maiden Running Free, great choice. Uh, Judas Priest Rock Forever, again, awesome idea. Rat Way Cool Junior. So those are ones in our wheelhouse that I could have included. Um, Jim Bocke, uh love the guy, Definitely musical genius. Um, he's come up with some great suggestions on on this uh, topic. Uh, you should check him out on Spotify. You can hear his fuzz bubble material. He's uh, he's kind of like a power pop expert. Hitman, of course, but also but but power pop. Uh, he knows that stuff inside out. And uh, fuzz bubble is one of the great um, uh, power pop revival bands of all time. Go check that out on Spotify. But he says. I love shuffles because it's a simplified version of swing. Very difficult to play correctly and requires a big amount of feel because of its lack of definitive math. It's the reason why drummers like Bonzo and Bill Ward are so beloved because they swing. And yes, it is the backbone of boogie rock glitter seventies. The perfect example being Jean Genie by Bowie and rock and roll part two and can the can by original girl, Badass Susie Quattro. Um, you know, I played those to check them out and I found the, the it they you know they're kind of too straightened out to be considered, you know, proper shuffles, I think. Um anyways, Ian Pace and Jerry Shirley are some of my favorite shufflers. They do it with so much heaviness and feel. Absolutely so true. Don Brewer too. I dig a good shuffle, and really if a drummer can't shuffle well, I find they are usually a stiff, crappy drummer. So Jim knows his music and he knows his drummers, and, and it's kind of it's kind of true. The shuffle is kind of an interesting test of a of a drummer at least when it comes to doing that and being able to do that and it shows kind of this extra depth and roger earl is one of those very very um you know nuanced guys uh that that you can tell uh, has this part of the world sorted out better than a lot of other people he's an excellent excellent underrated drummer um then later on, he says, indeed, the shuffle takes in several forms. The Glitter Rock shuffle is like a stomping primal feel. So there you go. That's that's what I was saying there. Best exemplified by Quattro's Can the Can. Totally lifted by Marilyn Manson in The Beautiful People totally true. That beat is what I most associate with glitter rock, which I really like. Funny, when I think of my favorite shuffle drumming, the live version of Strange Kind of Woman from Made in in Japan comes to mind. Pace's Feel is so great there. Some other great metal shuffles, Queensryche, On Force, Prophecy, The Whisper. I didn't go check those out. Um, He says, Judas Priest, Dissonant Aggressor, my favorite Priest song, has an amazing reversed shuffle and then turns around to a full Full-on straight shuffle for the chorus. Very interesting comment, I found that. Um, Shuffles done heavy like those in the Sabbath ones you mentioned are the reason there is a shuffle in the first Hitman album, Breakout. Very cool. Shuffles are funny because they can be totally party rock like the way Van Halen do it, but really heavy the way Sabbath do it. Again, excellent, excellent point. I think they're a nice change of pace feel in the context of a metal album and add a little variation to the overall big picture of an album. But yeah, they can give a song a boogie party rock vibe if done a certain way. Cool topic! Exclamation mark. Well, thanks very much, Jim. That was awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I love that idea how um, when you do include one on an album, it's, it's just giving the album an, an extra flavor, an ex- you know, throwing a different shape, as they say. All right. So on to this episode. So this is about the halftime shuffle. And what what the halftime shuffle is, is well, I'll read this first of all. A variation of the shuffle rhythm, which is used extensively in hip hop and some blues music, some of the variants of the basic grooves are notoriously difficult to play on drum set. It's also a favorite in some pop and rock tunes. Some classic examples are the Purdy shuffle by Bernard Purdy. So this is actually called the Purdy Shuffle uh, because he kind of came up with this thing or is known for it. Um, so halftime shuffle and Purdy Shuffle kind of mean the same thing. Um, and uh, he says it appears, uh, this is from a, from a drummer's form. It appears in home, home at last and Babylon sisters by Steely Dan. Those are excellent examples, but I'm not going to play any of those. Um, okay. I'm not going to mention this cause it is one of our examples and I'm not going to mention that cause it's one of our examples. Um, anyways, um, that's all I have to, uh, to read about it. So, so I'll just explain what, what it kind of is as well. So the halftime shuffle um, is this idea of a, of a shuffle that has a large amount of space. So it's it's a slow beat and it has a large amount of space between the bass drum, bass drum drop and then the snare drum whack and then the bass drum drop and the snare drum whack again. And ideally, i.e. in the form of a Purdy shuffle, there's a lot of uh, hi-hat work or cymbal work going on between them and possibly some grace note work uh, happening on the snare drum and then maybe uh, maybe a grace note just before the actual loud snare drum crack. Um, so that's the best way I can describe it and you're going to totally understand it when, when we get to the end of this episode as well. Um, so let's go into our first example here. Take a listen to this. This is Toto, 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 Toto <laughs> with Rosanna. right there you go so uh so this um is an interesting song in that it is kind of along with those two uh steely dan examples uh it is considered the signature song uh that does a half half time shuffle in in so far that it's actually the third name for the shuffle is the rosanna shuffle um so Jeff Procaro and you can hear exactly what's going on there. This is very close to the idea of the of the Purdy shuffle. Um, so you, you see, hear all that space and all that roiling and all that shuffle feel between the notes, and, and it's a very slow song, and it allows everybody else to do pretty interesting, tricky things as well. All right, let's move on to our second example. Take a listen to this. This is Led Zeppelin, Fool in the Rain. Okay, so from In Through the Outdoor, Fool in the Rain is also uh, one of the prime examples always mentioned uh, when when it comes to the halftime shuffle, John Bonham, of course. And you can hear him doing this great example of pretty much the conservative version of the Purdy shuffle. Um, But you get this awesome big fat drum sound, which you normally don't get with with this. So on In Through the Outdoor, uh, John Bonham's got this rich, fat yet kind of raw drum sound so you hear kind of a, a, a real echoiness. it sounds like it's you know recorded in a cavern with a lot of echo um and you get a very very big version of the uh of the um the halftime shuffle on that one um okay let's take a short break we'll be right back All right, back again here, episode 105, History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, The Halftime Shuffle. Um, This is one of my favorite examples that I wanted to point out because uh, it makes me feel like a know-it-all because I'm pointing out something that's a perfect example that no one ever brings up, uh, even though it's a fairly famous song, at least here in Canada. But it's not one that uh, I see mentioned on drummer forums uh, too often. Uh, Take a listen to this. This is Kim Mitchell with All We Are. this song uh to me this is almost the greatest example of a power ballad because it's so sophisticated and interesting and it's got great guitar work great co-lead singing by kim mitchell and and uh peter for um and it's got this amazing halftime shuffle so you so there you hear uh the 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 perfect kind of burner uh bernard purdy shuffle going on um and then and then it goes into this big complicated section it comes back to the Comes back to the chorus again. Uh, perfect example. Again, you can hear how slow this song is. How much of a difference there is between the, um, you know, between the uh, uh, the bass drum drop and the and the snare whack on that one. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, take a listen to this. This is Budgie with Norad in in parentheses Doomsday City, otherwise just known as Norad. Take a listen. All right, this is another example. Uh, you know, nobody ever brings up, but it's a, it's again the perfect example of this whole thing. This is off of Budgie's uh, very last album until the last album. This is off of Deliver Us from Evil, 1983. Uh, later on, there was one last album. You're you're all living in cuckoo land. Um, I believe I got the order of all those words right. Uh, but again, on here you can hear uh, that uh, that it's very slow. There's, there's, the, there's the shuffle feel in the hi-hat work going on. Um, not a lot of shuffle in the rest of what's going on. So again, there's the example that you can kind of straighten out uh, a shuffle a little bit. Um, but one of the signature you know, things of this halftime shuffle idea is that there is, uh, there is the, um, the sort of window dressing going on on the, on the hi-hat as as we go through this so you know budgie's actually a band that that um that shuffled a fair bit as well you hear it in uh in rape of the locks off of the first album that's not a halftime shuffle it's just kind of like a regular black sabbath-esque shuffle um there um all right let's let's move into our fifth selection here um take a listen to this this is blue murder with blue murder All right. So what we have here is uh, that super group with Tony Franklin, uh, bass player known for his fretless work. John Sykes, uh, Milk Carton John Sykes, as they, as they say these days on Sea of Tranquility. You know, there's always the joke about how nobody can find John Sykes and he doesn't put out a lot of material. Uh, and then, of course, on drums, you've got Carmen Apice. Um So what you're hearing here is a true proper halftime shuffle in the context of a quote-unquote hair metal album or or you know a an 80s metal album uh this is the first blue murder than they did uh, nothing but trouble um you know and everybody thought this band should have been bigger because it was a super group and there was quite a bit of push behind them but carmen apathy of course is a drum legend he goes all the way back to vanilla fudge and cactus and all that and uh he, he he can do it all, um, and I'm sure we could probably even come up with an episode of Carmine doing shuffles. I can't even think of a single one off the top of my head, but this was really interesting to hear that it is an actual um, uh, halftime shuffle. Um, there you go. Those are our five examples that we're going to listen to, um, and I just wanted to mention uh, a few other points about this in terms of um, uh, honorable mentions. Uh, and and why they are not included and why they are sort of a little bit off. Um, the Amazing Creskin by Clutch. Interesting example from a newer band, but it's a little straightened out, so I don't know if you could particularly call that one. Pamela by Toto is another one. I didn't go check it, so I, I can't really tell. Um, the Girl is Mine by Michael Jackson. Um, I did check that one out. I found it kind of a little too straightened out. And when I say straightened out, the idea, again, is that Everybody is not participating in the idea of shuffling. Somebody is, um, but not everybody kind of thing. The police walking on the moon is kind of mentioned. And here what you get is kind of a, um, it's a reggae halftime beat. Okay, so we're there. But is it a shuffle? I don't know. Um, you know, with Stuart and his elusive hi-hat work and graceful hi-hat work, you know, there's there always is going to be a little bit of a hint of a shuffle feel, and I think that's where you might feel it on here. Faith No More's cover of Easy, a little straightened out. But does the bass guitar uh provide the grace notes on that? So could you call it a halftime shuffle, maybe? Um Opeth, Hessian and Peel from Watershed at the two-minute mark. Uh Martin Axenrot, you get a halftime shuffle out of them. So on a on a progressive death metal band, there's a shuffle. Um Fast Food by Pete Townsend from Iron Man. Um, it is a halftime shuffle, but it might be a little too fast to be considered the signature, you know, really, really slow, like molasses halftime shuffle. Uh, some interesting gray area ones. I think Bolivian ragamuffin by Aerosmith off of rock and a hard place is, is the best example from Aerosmith of, uh, of a halftime shuffle. But does Joey Kramer include that snare snare whack too much? IE. Is it, is it too fast? Um, but it really has a shuffle feel to it uh, from from every department, and then and not you know an example of this gray area thing is right on the same album. There's a there's a song called "Jig Is Up." Now, is that too stacked heavy metal power chords too stiff? Uh, but it also has you know a possible hint of a halftime shuffle feel. Um, my buddy, Tim Durling, he uh, he got on the case and gave me a few examples that, that really opened up the debate uh, to this as well. These are all his suggestions. Real smart music guy. He's been on our Contrarians show. I've been on his show before. Uh, he mentioned all of these. Y&T, Hell or High Water, Motley Crue, Sticky Sweet, Motley Crue, Slice of Your Pie, Extreme, Lil Jack Horny. Now, all of these uh, fall into that idea of what I call almost like stripper pole halftime shuffle so they're so they're like the big hair metal band version of a halftime shuffle where they're kind of like inspired by the funkiness of a last child from Aerosmith um, but were they really going for a shuffle feel uh here and there they are hell or high water by YT is an interesting one because uh, th- the verse definitely not it's just a halftime uh groove uh, no, not even groove it's like a stiff groove but it's a half-time meter i suppose is what you would say uh but when it comes to the chorus um you know dave manichetti is kind of framing it um a little bit more like a shuffle at the chorus and of course it is still half-time so that's kind of interesting david lee roth bump and grind is a little bit is it like an up-tempo half-time yeah you know, that you know there's that other way of do you can take a halftime groove and play it really fast and yet it still feels like a halftime groove and not just like a straight shuffle uh but again the straight shuffle has kind of a different definition anyways uh Red hot chili peppers falling into grace has been suggested. I don't think not really. Jim Baki again, um, gave me a bunch of examples that I actually went and checked them all out. And I'm kind of disagreeing with him on most of these, um, Hendrix, if six was nine, he mentioned, uh, interesting, interesting. It's complicated. It swings more than it shuffles. I find it's very open. It's, it's very, uh, it's very varied, uh, but I don't really find a halftime shuffle in that one. Uh, for some reason, he mentioned Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Um, I found that an interesting choice. Uh, it's a slow song. I don't think it shuffles. It does have this sped up part, though, that almost feels even more like a shuffle than the slow part, but ah, not really any shuffle in there. Uh, Atlanta Rhythm section, So Into You. I found that too straight. Nobody really shuffling on that except perhaps the jazzy guitar. So again, you can have one person shuffling to provide a bit of a shuffle feel. Little River Band reminiscing. Um, I found that too poppy and and pretty straight. I really don't find that a shuffle. Def Leppard Rocket is an interesting one. It's a halftime groove, and I suppose it does shuffle. But is it the halftime groove that doesn't? um, Obviously, it's the halftime groove where, um, you know... uh, Rick Allen is doing the um is doing the snare whack not particularly halftime it's more like a slow groove with a shuffle kind of again this is so gray area all of this right um Jim mentioned Mahogany Rush Tales of the Unexpected and, and Strange Universe that I thought no too weird uh halftime on Tales of the Universe uh, you know, I suppose it's instrumental and it's only at the beginning of the song. So again, you know, I kind of ruled out a lot of things when it's only parts of songs. Um, but no, I didn't find it too much that. Tui mentioned that I didn't check out. Uh, you could go check yourself is, uh, is Climax Blues Band. I love you and couldn't get it right. Um, Humble Pie, Desperation. So here's an idea of more of like a slow blues. But does it shuffle? I don't really think it shuffles. Definitely it's not a halftime shuffle. Uh, it hints at shuffle. Eh, who knows? Jim also thought love in an elevator is, is kind of an interesting idea of a, of a shuffle. I don't know if he's suggesting it's a halftime shuffle. It's certainly not a conventional shuffle, but it could be considered... Uh, a slow shuffle along the lines of this stripper pole shuffle idea of mine. Uh, You know, uh, Van Halen Beautiful Girls uh, is an example. Did I talk about that in the last episode? I can't remember, but um, that's kind of, again, along the stripper pole shuffle thing because uh, I suppose I'm defining that a little bit by... um, uh, again uh, this the snare and the bass not being separated by hours and hours of blank space in which the hi-hat plays um so that's it uh actually yeah he mentioned one more uh, cheap trick uh, quit waking me from their from their new album um which i also found a little bit too too straight um uh the second verse, verse is a half shuffle i suppose um but, but no, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not really feeling it on that. So I think, I think all my examples were really perfect, uh, perfect, good examples of it. And then, uh, and then we have these other ones that are, that are kind of up to debate. So there you go. Hope you like that. Um, if you did like this show and want to support future episodes, again, I've got this co- co-fi.com slash Martin pop-off thing where they got this $3 thing and you can buy me a pint or buy me a coffee. Uh, it's my only way of doing this thing rather than Patreon on that, on that front. I'd want to thank. I'm doing this episode actually a little early. So the list is not that uh that long, but thank you guys for jumping in early. I'm literally doing this episode on a what is it today? It's a Thursday because I normally do them on a Sunday or a Saturday, but I don't want to interfere with Formula 1. I'm loving Formula 1 these days and I wanted to get this out of the way. Plus I was so excited about doing this halftime uh, half-time shuffle uh, episodes. So it's only a couple days since I put out my my weekly sort of ass thing. But thank you, guys. Um, what we've got here, uh, we've got Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, Bruce Campbell, Andrew Clark, Scott Dexter... David Fisher, Jeremy French, Kevin Latham, and Augustin Garcia de Parades. There you go. Um, MartinPopoff.com, of course, for all your book needs. Um, yeah, I've uh, like I say, I've just got in this Uri Heap, a visual biography. It's awesome. It's the biggest one of all of these I've done so far, and this is a rare time that I actually have a collection of all of these uh, that I've done for Weimar. They're very hard to get imported from the UK in COVID times. It's a long story. I won't go into it. But I can supply the Blue Oyster Cult, the Thin Lizzy, the Van Halen, and the Uri Heap. I can supply all of them. Um, and I don't know. Maybe uh, let me know if you want, if you want a couple of them or whatever. Maybe I can do a, a special sort of history and five songs deal um, if we've got any kind of a package deal you want to put together. Hope you like this episode. Uh, go play some of these halftime shuffles. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at
2: www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts.